Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 i see my name in shiny lights yeah a different city every night oh i, I swear the world better prepare for when i'm a billionaire it's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information that you won't want to miss. It's a live show. You can call into the studio, 312-642-5600, and we are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. Once again, 630-928-0510. So indeed, a jam-packed lineup and a jam-packed studio. I'm thrilled to be joined by my first guest on the program, Heather Worthen, who is the Chief Operating Officer and the Chief Events Officer at 22nd Century Media. And just before uh, we went live on the air, we were just having a, se- uh, a, a, a brief conversation here in the studio about uh, some of our other guests, their favorite sections in their local paper. And local is the key word, Heather, isn't it? Yes, definitely. That's where our bread and butter is. Oh, well, it's great to have you um, because while we are uh, on the air, I know uh, there's there's still uh, a, a lot of interest in print publications and you have a lot of accolades and a lot of awards. You even, and I'm just going to pick on this one, you were awarded third place for the best obituary from the National Newspaper Association. Uh, that is a really cool award. Yeah, I mean, it was a great honor to um, commemorate the memory of Jane Caliendo. She was a Sandberg swim coach, water polo coach, huge person in the community um, who passed away from cancer a couple years ago. And so to be able to talk to her family, who I've known for years, um, some of her former students, some of her former athletes, it was a great honor. Well, you clearly have a way with words and you clearly understand your audience. So um, let's talk about the company, 22nd Century Media. What is it? Where is it? So we started 13 and a half years ago, um, and we started in a small southwest suburb called Homer Glen. Um, And it was uh, our founder at the time uh, had decided, you know, that community newspapers, there was definitely a need for that. Um, When you think back to, you know, big box retailers and used to go to Sears for everything. Well, now you have Bed Bath & Beyond for your bed and bath category. You have Home Depot for your hardware category. So we were going to do that to the newspaper industry. We were going to give people the local news that they absolutely needed and weren't getting from other sources. So uh, tell us about the circulation. Um, How how many homes are you reaching and where are those uh, communities? Sure. So we have seven publications in the North Shore. So we reach just more than about 60,000 every single week. 
We go to homes and businesses. Um, for the majority of our publications, we are second-class mail status. Um, our Winneka current paper is currently in subscription, um, so that is a paid publication. Um, but again, second-class mail status means we get priority over the others. We also have seven publications in the southwest suburbs. So think Orland, Tinley, Frankfurt, Mokina, New Lenox, Homer Glen, Lockport, those areas. So uh, many of our listeners, uh, if they're tuned into this show, it's because they they appreciate um, news. They appreciate hearing information. But while our show, we do focus on, on local entrepreneurs, for the most part, um, you see the big guys getting bigger and the small guys in media getting much, much smaller. So how does 22nd Century Media uh, differentiate itself and and? Why are you different than the other, uh, the, the Chicago Tribune, the Sun-Times? What makes your publications unique? Well, I think, I think, I wouldn't say that the smaller guys are getting smaller. With our circulation, we're pretty close to being the third largest in the state. Um, you look at the larger papers who haven't quite figured it out yet. They've been bought and sold time and time again. We came in and basically gave people news that they wanted, the local news. So whether that's coverage of a village board meeting, school board meeting, um, you know, my partner over here said he reads our sports section, the Northbrook Tower, and loves it. You know, I mean, we have great quality award-winning journalists putting out content that people want. And I know you use that, that term hyper-local, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. So, um, again, we're talking with Heather Wortham, the Chief Operating Officer, but your other title, uh, Heather, is Chief Events Officer. So let's talk about events. Um, that sounds unique for a, uh, for a media company to be involved in the event business. Sure. So about five... Five years ago, uh, I had been editor for since day one when we started, and um, I thought we should be doing community events. Um, not only is it a revenue stream for the company, but it's also putting the faces with our readers. You know, we, we have the eyeballs for advertisers when they're reading the publications week to week, but now we can put them up with face-to-face as well. Um, so we do a variety of community events. So coming up in the North Shore, we have our Active Aging Expo on October 13th at Northbrook Court. So that's our nice way of saying Senior Expo. Um, we do have a North Shore Women in Business Awards luncheon coming up. Um, we do a Lady Expo in the southwest suburbs. And one thing that's really popular that we do in both clusters are our Choice Awards. So voting the best businesses in the area. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, your people, let's talk about your your editors, your staff, your writers, um, are they uh, entrenched in the communities that they're reporting on, or, or do you have a, a staff in Orland Park or, or wherever else? Absolutely. No. So we have two, two offices, so two staffs there. Um, Orland, they are entrenched in the community. That's a great word to use. Um, those guys know everything that's going on, and they're always on top of everything. So breaking news, a lot of times we've been breaking the stories, especially in the North Shore, which has been extremely busy with breaking news. Um, the recent... Uh, murder that happened in Northfield in the Winneka area. Um, our editor was on top of it, um, had stories out. We send out breaking news alerts to people who subscribe online. Um, we had that out within a couple hours. Interesting. And what about involvement in other organizations in community? Uh, tell me about uh, sort of the culture within the company and, and how you support that. Sure. So obviously we're members of Chambers of Commerce throughout all of our publications. Um, in the North Shore, we also are members of the Chicago North Shore Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, in the Southwest suburbs, uh, I was I served on the Orland Chamber Board for nine years. I was president in 2015. Um, I just joined the Orland Park Rotary Club. I mean, so we, we, we really do make um, an active ploy to be involved in our local business organizations. 
And is there any chance that we'd be seeing 22nd century media um, in Chicago uh, uh, neighborhoods? Never say never. <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting. So um, you have quite the perspective, uh, Heather, in, in looking at uh, at the landscape of Chicago land uh, uh, companies um, and and other uh, the other people that make the Chicago area great. Do you see any trends? Do you see any things that um, you see happening in one suburb, in one neighborhood, and then you start to see it pop up again and again? What makes Chicago and our communities unique? I think the one thing that makes our, um, definitely our workforce unique is, and I think it's a Midwest thing, honestly, we're hard workers. Mm. Um, It's very hard to kind of, you know, hit an off button. Um, and I will say that, you know, having worked with people who come from other areas across the country, the Midwest people are definitely known for, you know, hard work, hard mentality, um, and just really skilled people. So that's, that's, a, great, uh, that's a great point that I'd, I'd like to touch on for a moment when we talk about employment. Um, do, you, uh, do you see uh, a growth in, in the Chicago market? We're going to talk uh, shortly with uh, Chad and Sheldon over here, and we're going to talk a little bit about employment. Um, but what are you seeing in terms of trends? Sure. Um, I think in terms of trends, you know, there's always going to be a need for certain jobs. But we were, my, my boyfriend and I were downtown this morning having brunch in Fulton Market. And that whole area, just watching that grow. So many changes. Sure. I mean, it's between that, West Loop, anything in Chicago is just booming. And it's really been great to see. I mean, you do have a lot of the corporations, McDonald's relocating to there. You have Google that came in. Um, you know, you have so many corporations relocating. It's, it's great to see the boom Fantastic. in that. Fantastic. So what kind of people should get in touch with you at 22nd Century Media and how do they get a hold of you? Sure. So anybody that's looking to kind of get the word out about their business, we offer several different programs for that, whether it's print, integrated marketing, events. Um, you can reach us at 22centurymedia.com. Um, just hit the contact us page and you'll find my contact information. I'll steer you in the right direction. Okay. 22centurymedia.com. And uh, again, quite the, uh, quite the range of, of suburbs. So chances are uh, many of our listeners already are uh, getting the, the publication. And uh, you guys have certainly done that great job at being, as, as we said a moment ago, entrenched in community. So I encourage all of our listeners to check out the website, 22centurymedia.com. Com. Um, Heather Wortham, thank you so much for joining me here in the studio. Looking forward to continuing the conversation, hopefully seeing you at one of these fantastic events real soon. Well, coming up on the program, um, we're going to once again be chatting with uh, Chad Coe and Sheldon Helfgott, um, who will be talking a little bit about some of their mastermind groups. We're going to talk about employment. We're going to continue that discussion. Um, excited to continue the conversation. As always, we are the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. You can always download podcasts on my website, shalomkline.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, frankly, any social media platform. That's where you'll find us. You'll find the podcast. Share with friends, share us with a colleague. And uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation. Chicago, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. As mentioned, I'm thrilled to be joined here in studio by a returning guest, Sheldon Helfgott, um, who joined me uh, a couple of months ago, a couple of years ago, perhaps, 
Um, we talked about uh, interviewing. We talked about uh, resumes, uh, quality resumes. I'm thrilled to be joined by his partner in crime, Chad Coe, a man who I've known for quite a while, the master connector. And uh, uh, it's great to have both of you here in the studio. Thanks so much, Shalom. Yeah, thanks a lot. Of course. So, um, Chad and Sheldon, you guys have been around for quite a while, and I mean that in a positive way um, because you have helped a lot of people. Um, Sheldon, tell me a little bit of what you are most proud of of doing and, and some of those accomplishments. Well, the key thing, Shalom, I've worked with over 10,000 clients since I started my business back in 87. Uh, everybody gets help. Nobody gets hurt. The key factor is... In today's job market and job world, everybody can be underemployed or sometimes they have what we call uh, their rift out of their organizations and they still need a job. Uh, They come to us. uh, The key factor is to rebuild themselves back up because it's the lowest point of their life. So we're proud when we are able to do that, rebrand them back into the marketplace quickly and efficiently and that they could be fully employed and gainfully employed once again. And you have a great perspective of that because uh, we, we won't have enough time to talk about it here on the air, but you, uh, you have quite the impressive resume uh, yourself. And I'm a big believer in subject lines and emails, but I'm also a big believer in domain names. And your domain name is Resume Strategy, ResumeStrategy.com. And that's exactly what you do. You help everybody develop a strategy and make their resume stand out regardless of what level they're at in their career. And I, I, I find that very impressive. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the key factor is, is uh, I, I can see somebody just out of college, and I've had a number of them because uh, the semester just ended uh, within the last month, month and a half. And then I take them to presidents of companies over the years. The key factor is everybody is treated with the same respect and with the same idea of that there is a job waiting for you, not just a job, but a career. And we're going to get back to the, uh, to the career and the jobs discussion in a moment, but you, you guys, you're, you're a team, and you, you have helped uh, together a lot of companies and a lot of professionals, uh, aside for those looking for, for work, um, through uh, a gathering, a group that you call Mastermind. So, Chad, tell me what a Mastermind group is. It's a group when you bring people together that you could help them with a single focus to be able to help them build confidence, to be able to get whatever it is that they want. And how did you develop that, that approach, and what gives sort of your perspective? Why is that so unique? Well, I go back with Sheldon and about 10 other people, 20 years, helping people find confidence and build their careers and lives. But take 2008 and 2009 when the world was kind of seemingly coming to an end and people were frustrated and didn't know where to turn. Uh, I read a book about Napoleon Hill and the mastermind groups and how the power of bringing people together can change their life. So not only did I create, create one group, I created four groups uh, every week where we would sit with people and help them with their focus and clarity to find out and get wherever they wanted to go. And uh, today, Sheldon and I r- run one group over in Deerfield with about 20 different people in it that uh, through focus and clarity, we're watching people's lives become enhanced and accomplished. Is there a common denominator between the people that, uh, that should or, or do participate in these groups? Uh, the people that participate, I find in the groups, are people that are willing to look inside be able to push themselves, try to remove the box that they're in and kind of live with, uh, without any limits and, and try to think bigger and more abundantly than, than, than they used to. And uh, the people that keep showing up are willing to push themselves 
There's some people that show up for one week or two weeks or three, but then that's the limit they want to play at. So Sheldon and I try to encourage people strongly to play without limits, push themselves, and then watch the magic that shows up when they find focus and clarity and they, they think about the world of abundance. So something I've, I've, I've seen, and I'm curious um, what uh, sort of your take on this, is that I've had some people that have come to me asking for advice, but it seems that they don't necessarily want to hear any advice. They think that they have all the answers. Have you had people come to the group sort of with that mindset? Well, let me start with that. I've had over 10,000 one-on-one <laughs> meetings yeah. to be able to have a boutique firm and, and, and just a handful of people that actually want to play and push themselves. So instead of the 80-20 rule, it might be the 95-5. There's only a very few percent of people that want to push themselves to achieve excellence. So we encourage that for those people that come into our lives and want something that people, most people only dream about. Fascinating. Um, so you have a lot of different groups, and are the groups different, or it's just a, a, you know the sweet spot in terms of how many people can participate in each? In, in, I know in, the sweet spot for what each person, where they fit into the different groups that I have. As an example, Sheldon and I, and I just did a meeting or group at the Arlington Racetrack where over 100 people came out and networked and had fun and got to meet other people. And through those experiences, uh, opportunities show up that, that actually can be priceless in many cases. So you're providing the networking benefit, but probably more important than the, than the networking. And, and the networking is a couple of times a year, but, but you're providing that, that, that uh, safe uh, space that people can come together and, 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 and grow. I would call it safe. What do you think, Shelley? Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, just at our uh, racetrack event this uh, past Friday, um, there was a major company there that employs over 2,000 people in the energy uh, industry, and he came in looking for a human resources director. And we were able to at least have a meeting of the minds with some of our uh, participants. Same thing happened with we had a chief financial officer there and a controller there. It happened to have been two recruiters there from the industry. They didn't know that uh, previous to coming in, but Chad and I were aware and brought people together that we thought would fit. So the two areas of what you do uh, tie in really well together, the mastermind uh, connections and then the, uh, obviously the resume strategy and, the, and, 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 and those two services because you're able to often connect the dots, which I know, I know you guys well enough that you guys love to do that. I, I, it gives us energy and it gives our clients energy. Uh, the focus that they come to realize after being and participating with us is tremendous because once again, I'll, I'll restate, they'll often be at the lowest point of their lives. They were just let go of their company. Uh, they're not making enough money. They need some idea, fresh ideas. And it's collaborative that we bring together different people from different segments that are able to do this. And I would jump in, Shalom, and say that LinkedIn has been a real big gift for all of us. And if anyone's listening and wants to connect to us and wants our guidance help, uh, you can message me on LinkedIn. You could connect to me on LinkedIn as Chad Coe. Uh, and then Sheldon also, feel free to connect to him. Uh, ResumeStrategy.com, Shalom. Uh, LinkedIn is a very important tool for all of us, whether we're looking for a job or to expand our own businesses. Uh, it allows our network to grow on a daily basis. So we emphasize that all the time on this program. And, and uh, I know that, uh, Sheldon, you've been involved in writing countless uh, LinkedIn profiles and countless resumes. Exactly. So I'm, I'm curious. Um, we are always presenting. Each and every one of us um, are constantly presenting every day and constantly 
being interviewed, whether you're looking for, for employment or not, you're being interviewed and you're interviewing others. Um, what advice do either of you, both of you have, um, whether it's for the professional that's going out tomorrow on Monday, going out to meetings, or somebody out there looking for work? Are there any, sort? as I say, I keep using this term, common themes that you can share regardless of who our listener is? I would jump in and say that there's a couple of things that I think are extremely important. If you're going to be interviewing number as an interview, uh, take notes. The second thing is I love a question that Bill Burnett talks about and others, which is if we're sitting here a year from now looking back, what has to happen so we're happy with the progress that we made? And let them talk and let them share with you what needs to be done and now focus on that. And one of the very big keys at any interview is to let them finish talking and you would say something like, you know what, you've built up a really great company. We're extremely impressed. I love the idea of what you've created here. Can you share with us some thoughts around that uh, that you'd like to kind of tell me about? And let them finish uh, being the ones that are talking and it goes a long way in the uh, interview. I think we like to call that being a good listener because if you're a good listener, the actual answers will come to you very clearly of exactly what they're looking for. If you said to them, if you had the exact candidate sitting right in front of you right now, what qualities must that person have? Well, that gives you all the buy signs. And therefore, it's a, you're able to turn it around and say, well, I too have done many of those exact same things. Let me give you some examples. Be a good presenter. Be a good listener. Those are the things that, uh, that bring success. Um, focus on your LinkedIn profiles, but certainly to all of our listeners, check out their website. So, uh, Sheldon, do you mind sharing uh, both of those two websites one more time? ResumeStrategy.com and MastermindConnections.com. Fantastic. Sheldon Helfgott, Chad Coe, thanks so much for joining me here in studio. Connect with them on LinkedIn, and certainly looking forward to having you both of you back here on the program real soon. We are going to continue our conversations of business, jobs, and entrepreneurship after this quick break. Hey, welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We love to profile entrepreneurs making a difference. And my next guest is certainly a very impressive entrepreneur and is certainly making a massive, massive difference. Liad Rothschild, thank you so much for joining me on Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Liad, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about Packed with Purpose and um, the uh, types of services that you're providing both to business owners as well as to individuals. Absolutely. So Packed with Purpose is a specialty gifting company with a social mission. So we help our clients, be they businesses or individuals, give fantastic gifts that stand out and create an impact. So products in our gifts provide workforce development opportunities to individuals with disabilities, let's say through toffee, or um, chocolate-covered espresso beans might provide job opportunities to women who were formerly incarcerated. So all of the products create an impact, and we love creating gifts that stand out and have a truly unique experience both on behalf of the gifter and the recipient. It's uh, very impressive, and I am in front of me here in studio. I have, um, and I'm actually going to hold it up for our Facebook Live viewers, um, I have uh, your 2017 impact report open in front of me. And in that report, you mentioned that you've supported the missions of over 31 purposeful purveyors. So let's talk about what is a purposeful purveyor, because I know you use that term quite a bit in business. Sure. So purposeful purveyors is the affectionate term that we call our suppliers. So we're a gifting company that curates 
gifts comprised of distinct products from various organizations. And we're selecting those gifts based on organizations, or excuse me, we're selecting those products based on organizations that are creating top-notch products that are very high quality, do good. And so that's the term that we call all of our suppliers, be they a, um, a crafter of premium toffee or a crafter of uh, fine wine glasses that have beautiful drawings etched by adults with disabilities who are part of an art therapy program. It's incredibly impressive. So uh, I, I'm going to go back to, to how we started this conversation um, on your website, which, of course, we'll share uh, multiple times, but packedwithpurpose.gifts. Um, it immediately pops up and it's, it's very clear that you could go in sort of two different directions, business gifts or personal gifts. So, um, tell, tell us why somebody should be going to your site. Um, and we've already started talking about the social impact and we'll get back to that in a moment, but in terms of the products itself, uh, tell me a little bit about the creativity of the products and why somebody would choose to give a gift from packed with purpose. Sure. So, you know, on the individual front, you might be giving a gift to um, a friend or family member. And on the business or um, corporate front, you might be giving gifts to your clients, your customers, your employees, or, you know, perhaps board members. And whenever someone gives a gift, they want it to stand out and they want it to reflect their own values and, you know, their commitment to, you know, whatever it might be. And we find that our customers are really excited about finding a gift that has high quality products, is sophisticated and looks very distinctive. And then beyond that, you know, the cherry on top is that there's an impact behind all of the products. So the result is a truly unique experience for the individual who receives the gift, which at the end of the day, when you're giving a gift to say thank you or, you know, um, just as a, a just because, you ultimately want that gift to be appreciated and there's some type of recognition that you're trying to elicit. And so we love that we're able to create that opportunity and that experience and that the result is really a win-win-win. It's a win for the person that selects our gifts. It's a win for the recipient that becomes exposed to all of the stories of impact. And it's a win for all of the individuals and organizations behind the products in our gifts. Uh, it's amazing. And Liette, we only have a minute or two remaining, um, which I certainly don't feel is enough time to fully get into this. But uh, Liette, there must be a story behind uh, Pact with Purpose and behind you, um, how you de- why you decided to do this. Um, tell me uh, briefly um, what it is. Yeah. So, you know, Pact with Purpose is the perfect expression of all of the things that I enjoy and I have a passion for. Um, so very briefly, you know, on my journey, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Paraguay years and years ago but I also got my MBA and was interested in taking business skills to create a greater systematic impact. And so Packed with Purpose is really the expression of the things that I'm most passionate about. And the idea was first born on a cold December day in Chicago (laughs) while consulting to Fortune 500 chief sustainability officers. We were getting gifts left and right from popcorn to pears to chocolates. And I just thought there's got to be a better gift that also expresses people's interest and their commitment to doing good. And that's when I first thought of the idea of creating Packed with Purpose. And uh, I, I beg of our listeners, if there's one thing that you do this evening or in the week ahead, it's uh, go on that website, uh, packedwithpurpose.gifts, and 
look at um, if you like uh, seeing. Uh, they say a picture speaks a thousand words. If you if, if, look at some of the pictures, look at this impact report. Look at the pictures of the people that have indeed been impacted because of the uh, the, the 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 these products that um, that you can <laughs> that you can buy uh, beautiful beautiful gifts either for business or for personal reasons, and the impact that you can have in either workforce development, environment, wellness, women's empowerment, youth development, and all those things are broken down with so many fantastic pictures. Leanna Rothschild, uh, again, I certainly hope uh, to have you back on the program real soon. Um, if you don't mind, share your website one more time. Packed with purpose. Packed with purpose. Lee Athra Rothschild, thank you so much for coming on the program, for all that you're doing. Looking forward to following your story in the months ahead. Um, coming up, I'm going to be chatting with a fascinating doctor um, who is making a difference as well. You're listening to Get Down to Business. That story coming up right after this quick break. Hey, Chicago. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. You can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website, shalomkline.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at shalomkline, and you can uh, keep track of the show, the podcasts, um, and watch the show on uh, Facebook Live on uh, our Facebook page. Frankly, any social media platform, you can find me there, and we are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out, tandemhr.com. Give them a call, 630-928-0510. So when I was in school, and I have to assume the same is true now, um, you know, prank that we would pull is we would put little post-it notes on people's backs, um, kick me or something like that. And I'm not proud of it, but I probably did participate a couple of times. It's just so easy to do. So it's always impressive when people use those, um, use those little shenanigans and tricks actually for a good purpose. And that's exactly what my next guest Dr. Andrew Albert um, joins me here in studio. Um, Doctor, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So um, you are a gastroenterologist at uh, Advocate. um, And uh, tell me uh, a little bit about, let's start with just who you are, and then I'll I'll sort of, I'll connect the dots and explain to our listeners why I'm talking about pranks and post-it notes. Sure, no problem. Uh, Thank you again, again for having me. So, uh, originally a New Yorker, moved uh, to the Midwest, to Chicago. Uh, I'm a uh, private practice gastroenterologist, but also medical director of digestive health at Advocate Illinois Masonic uh, Medical Center downtown. And uh, with my entire team, we focus on uh, improving health outcomes and uh, preventing all kinds of uh, health issues that people may have and doing our best to take care of the community. You sure are. And uh, as a hobby, you're a biker. Am I correct? That is correct. I, I enjoy Century Rides very much, and I'm planning the apple cider very soon. Okay, that's exciting. So um, you, have, uh, you have ridden around. You've combined your work and your hobby um, riding around with a sign. And obviously, we are on radio, so it's a little hard to, uh, to, to, to do visuals. I'll hold it up. Um, the article that has a picture um, with the sign that you, that you rode around with, but Tell me a, a little bit about the message that you've been uh, sending out uh, around Chicago. Sure. So the, the message started one day after I lost a patient to colon cancer, a disease that affects uh, 1 in 22 people and is 95% preventable. Uh, uh, one day I lost a patient. That same day a patient mentioned they didn't know what a colonoscopy was. So biking from uh, downtown up to Lakeview, I put a sign on my back saying, uh, lost a patient to colon cancer, did not need to happen, get a colonoscopy. Because I felt like I didn't know how else to get the message out to people. I mean, people come in to see the doctor, 
But in my mind, that's the tip of the iceberg. And so I felt the need at that moment to let the community know that colon cancer is is a thing. It's real. And it impacts one in 22 people. And we need to do something about it. Oh, wow. Um, So colonoscopies are are usually... um something that people dread. So the people that know about a colonoscopy dread it, but um, you're saying that a lot of people just literally don't even know that it exists or don't know that it's relevant to them. And you're trying to get that message out there? I'm trying, yes. And I'm trying to get the message out that that colon cancer um, happens and that there are multiple modalities by which you can identify colon cancer. I think most people focus on colonoscopy as being the only way, but there are stool-based tests that we offer patients where they don't have to necessarily get a colonoscopy. Um, and so I think just talking about colon cancer or the colon in general was the goal of the messaging. So uh, tell us uh, a little bit about the, the target um, for that messaging and the, and the people that are most at risk, the people that, frankly, uh, this is a good platform to, to share. Who should be getting a colonoscopy and how often? So uh, how often varies, but every single person who has a colon which is your large intestine. And some people have asked me what a colon was. So a colon is your large intestine. Anyone who's 50 and over uh, needs a check for colon cancer, whether it's a stool test or a colonoscopy, but either way they should talk to their doctor. Um, Most recently, the American Cancer Society uh, lowered their guidelines to suggest starting at 45 years old. Um, So we have a lot of work ahead of us. And uh I, I think that uh, lung cancer, or certainly I know we're, we're sort of watching here in the studio, um, we, see, we see on the TV, we see about uh, Senator John McCain passed away, thoughts and, and prayers, obviously, with, with his family, um, uh, a patriot, and, and, and he died um, from a, a form of cancer. But uh, colon cancer, how, uh, how it's, it's, a I believe, the second um, uh, most cause of, of death of all cancers. Co- correct. Um, 50,000 people die every year in a disease that's 95% preventable. And so this tremendous opportunity for people to at least ask their doctor, do I need to get checked? When do I need to get checked? People don't necessarily have to decide. We could help them with that. Um, but people just don't want to talk about the colon. Uh, they're embarrassed or ashamed or uncomfortable. And so I've taken the show on the road because I feel like people need to talk about it or at least think about it. Men and women? Men and women equally. Men and women, anyone over 50 who has a colon uh, hopefully we'll uh, have most people screened at 45 and over, but right now it's 50. So how effective has the messaging been? So the message has been, the messaging has been amazing. About a year ago, after wearing the sign on my back, people across the globe actually put signs on their backs in various languages um, all over the Middle East, Asia, um, Canada, England. Um, the message has gone viral, essentially, and people have been really uh, sharing the message that, that colon cancer is real. And then, ironically, so many people have relatives who died of colon cancer um, but didn't really talk about it with other people. Some family members don't talk to their loved ones about their colon cancer. So um, the message has been uh, received very well, and we're very excited that people have been so responsive. So are you uh, planning on just uh, sort of quitting the day job and just going up and down Halstead? <laughs> so today I biked about 60 miles up to Lake Forest and I wore my sign on my back. I will continue to wear the sign on my back until all preventable cases of colon cancer go, uh, go away. Uh, it's very, very impressive. And um, and when you're when you're riding, I know you mentioned that that after your rides, you see the, the news articles and the things pop up and people are, are, are putting signs on their back. While you're riding, are people supportive? So people stop me on the street to tell me their own personal stories. People stop me on the street to, sh- to say thank you. Um, people are, are very responsive. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, Dr. Uh, Andrew Albert, I'm going to have you back on in just a quick moment. Got to squeeze in a very quick break.
We'll be right back uh, in just a moment and get down to business. Uh, so I never thought that I would say this, but uh, there's something that uh, our our guest, uh, continuing uh, on with me, Dr. Andrew Albert, uh, has in common with Chance the Rapper, um, and that is that uh, they are both uh, the um, uh, on the list of the 20 Chicagoans making a difference and being honored by Streetwise on September 27th. And that's a very, very uh, well-deserved award because you are literally saving lives. Um, so kudos and congratulations on that. I know the work is just beginning. I know you're, you're planning on riding. Uh, you, you did 60 miles today. Heck, you're going to need to do a lot more than that uh, if you're going <laughs> to uh, eradicate colon cancer. But uh, you're, you're, do- you're, you're certainly doing your part, that's for sure. Yes, I'm trying my best. So congratulations on that award again, September 27th um, by Streetwise. Uh, I know you could get on their website and you could learn more about that award and and uh, and pay tribute to uh, to to Dr. Albert um, for the good work that that you're doing. But Dr. Albert, you are not only uh, riding up and down the streets, riding up and down Halstead, and I, I keep picking on Halstead. I'm sure you ride on other streets too. Um, but but Halstead, and with your sign of lost a patient to colon cancer, did not need to happen. Get your colonoscopy. Um, you're taking the show on the road and you're bringing it to uh, to. Corporations. Tell me about that. Sure. So the Colon Cancer Coalition was gracious enough to give us a, uh, a very large grant to essentially offer free colon cancer testing to the community. Um, as you can imagine, not everybody likes going to the doctor. Um, they don't want to come in. They're afraid. They're scared. So we're going out to them. So our team at Advocate Illinois Masonic is going out into the corporate community downtown, and we're offering free colon cancer testing um, I run, ideally during like a lunch and learn or some conference where we're invited, uh, many people have reached out to us thus far. They're very interested in having us come as many uh, companies downtown have um, health, uh, health screening events. Um, so uh, we're very excited to offer this to people um, because I think they're, they're worried about colonoscopy being the only test, but really there are many other tests that we can offer. Got it. But you're not doing colonoscopies on the spot. I am definitely not doing colonoscopies, okay. nor do people have to feel uncomfortable. It's just a take-home test. I just thought I would clarify that. No, um, thank you. <laughs> and you don't have a, a, a mobile colonoscopy that you bring along on your bike rides? You know, that's actually on my list. I, I, I am afraid to get onto it in the air right now, but that has <laughs> crossed my mind. There are food trucks, there are many trucks, uh, you know, perhaps a van one day, but right now, no. So um, in all seriousness, uh, I know you mentioned uh, just before the break, you mentioned that uh, folks in other uh, in other countries, in other states, are uh, are letting you know about about signs that that are going up on backs and and that message of I believe the hashtag is back off colon cancer um, is going viral and um, how does that make you feel? I mean, for uh, for for something that you initiated here, um, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel amazing. Um, I, I mean, seeing, seeing the message in a different language and having people tell me that they, their loved ones' lives were saved because they got a colonoscopy after that sign campaign happened is, is incredibly gratifying. So, well, Aside for uh, obviously encouraging people to get a colonoscopy, what is your message to people? What can people do? Um, so my message to people is they need to talk about it. They need to ask their loved ones, have you gotten screened for colon cancer? If they're 50 and over um, or at least 45, start the conversation with their doctor. Um, that's what we need to happen. 
Um, other than that, I mean, as far as the, the back off colon cancer movement, anyone who wants to be involved, engaged, uh, volunteer or do an internship or whatnot to get involved in helping save lives, um, we would love that. But as far as what you could do on your own, just ask the question. Ask the question of your loved ones. Have you been screened for colon cancer? And see what they say and then encourage them to talk to their doctor. Uh, absolutely. And, and I, I do hope that, uh, that our conversation will, uh, will have many people that will both uh, take that step themselves but also hopefully uh, tell others. But uh, in terms of that campaign, in terms of uh, people learning more, where, uh, where can people look? Where can people uh, find out more about this effort? Sure. So um, I put a lot of, a lot of uh, my posts on Twitter. So at Dr. Andrew Albert on Twitter. And then also I have a, a site on Facebook and online, backoffcoloncancer.com or um, hashtag uh, backoffcoloncancer on Facebook. Um, I'd love to hear from people. I'd love to be able to be helpful to them. Um, working at Advocate, we have a great team, and we're certainly happy to reach out as well. Fantastic. Um, well, back off colon cancer. You can find Dr. Andrew Albert um, all over. Thank you for the good work that you're doing listening to Get Down to Business. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on M560.